Hi everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in today for the first ever podcast at Get Ground. So I'm Pierre, I would be your host today. So I am a front-end engineer and also a team lead at Get Ground. And today I've got the pleasure to receive Misrab or CTO at Get Ground uh, for the very first time. Hi Misrab, thanks for joining me today. So first of all, can you state your name and your role at Get Ground, please? Hi everyone, uh, Mizrab here. So I'm the uh, technically CTO and founder at GetGround. Um, but really, most of the time, I see myself as an engineer and someone who can just you know help sort things out. Perfect, nice. So uh, the usual question I would ask someone is, why did you join GetGround? But as you've mentioned in your case, uh, it's particular because you're one of the two founders. Uh, so I will rephrase the question for you. Why did you founded GetGround? Yeah, so so the reason we started GetGround about three and a half years ago um, was actually that we were looking at the history of wealth generation. Uh, and we noticed that, especially for the last few decades, incomes have really stagnated. Uh, but people who own assets like property or factories or land tend to get disproportionately wealthier. And, and this drives wealth inequality. Uh, we really think that wealth inequality is one of the biggest challenges of our century. Um, and so we thought, well, how can we increase accessibility to assets like property? Uh, and we stumbled on the random idea of wrapping individual assets, uh, each in a company shell. And it turns out you get a few benefits by doing that. You give each asset a legal identity, um, so it can open its own bank account, and that gives you transparency over the cash flows. Uh, secondly, you can buy stuff with other people. So, you know, you and four friends could each own 20% of a company, buy a house and rent it out. Uh, and finally, you get liquidity because you could trade the shares of the company that owns the property uh, instead of selling or buying the underlying house, um, which can take a much longer uh, time period. Um, and so that's why we started basically to, to create this marketplace for property. Thanks, Ms. Rab. So prior to funding and ground uh, with your brother, uh, why did you do prior to that? So I, I grew up in Singapore, actually. Um, and so I had to serve two years of military service after high school, um, where I actually acted as a police officer. Uh, so, you know, people would dial 999 and, and I would turn up. Um, so, so the interesting times. Uh, after that, I, I went to California, did my undergrad and master's there. Um, really loved California, um, but also felt like tech was really rising in Southeast Asia. And I felt like that would be an adventure. So moved back to Singapore, uh, did a lot of, lot of traveling to Indonesia and in India, uh, working at some familiar companies like Visa, uh, doing graph-based fraud detection, uh, TripAdvisor doing auction dynamics on their uh, first price advertising auction, um, and also teaching data science at places like General Assembly. Uh, and then I guess more recently, um, I helped start the data science team at Gojek, uh, which you know now has grown very big. They do ride sharing in Southeast Asia, food delivery, um, motorcycles, cars, uh, and so they've grown very big. Uh, And so I helped to um, grow that team and, you know, learned a lot at a super scaling startup that was literally raising billions of dollars. So it was a fantastic learning journey. Thanks. So you said that you studied at Stanford. Uh, and so obviously you were in the Silicon Valley. Uh, do you have like a good memory from there? Like what, what is it like compared to Singapore where you were from? 
Yeah, so so Silicon Valley is uh, is a wonderful place. Uh, you know, I had a really great time there. Uh, Stanford is really a paradise on earth. So I'm I'm very grateful for for having had the chance to go there. Um, uh, you know, if anything, the reason I left was um, Silicon Valley is a bit of a bubble uh, sometimes, uh, and uh, and so it's a great bubble, but it's uh, it's also nice to get out and have an adventure in, in different places. And so I've I've had a great time, uh, you know, uh, exploring Southeast Asia and and now London and Europe. And so, last question for the for the introduction question. Uh, in your case, so what is like? Uh, what is it like to be running a company with your big brother? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I can't imagine how people do it when it's not their brother or sister or, or a family member. Uh, you know, starting a, a company is really hard. Uh, you have big ups and big downs, um, and you know, just the fact that we've grown up together, we fully trust each other, we've had the time to learn to work together. Um, I think has been has been really helpful. Um, I think it's also really beneficial that we're very complementary in our skills. Uh, so my brother, you know, really loves the business and finance side of things. Uh, I really love the data and engineering side of things. Uh, and so, you know, we tend not to step on each other's toes at all. Um, if anything, we just ask each other for advice. So it's a, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, no, you're really complementary and we can yeah, easily see that in the business. So that's for, for the best. <laughs> Um, so on to the kind of more meteor question that, that, that I have for you. So the first big one would be, uh, how would you describe the engineering team uh, and, and overall the broader company culture at GetGround? Uh, has this changed over time and how are you considering like culture uh, at GetGround? Yeah, so we value culture uh, very much at GetGround. I think all of us, you know, saw um, other companies that we've worked at and, and the challenges they had with culture. Uh, and, and so we tried to, to build a culture at GetGround uh, really early on uh, and, and a good one at that. And, and it's an ongoing process to maintain it and, and build it together. Um, we, we came up with four values uh, for starters when we started, um, and that included a healthy ego. So we want, you know, really talented people, but who are really down to earth. Uh, we want to be feedback obsessed because it's all about tight and iterative learning cycles as a company. Um, we want to pursue excellence because, you know, it's, it's one thing to learn, but you also have to, you know, do a good job. Um, and then finally, uh, we wanted no BS. Uh, and that's because uh, we want a commitment to the truth. We want to just solve the problems at hand. We don't like politics and all that. And so we've tried to build a culture that's like that. Um, specifically in, in engineering, I think, and, and, and uh, you know, possibly some other teams, uh, as we've evolved, what we've noticed is that, you know, in the beginning, Everybody does a bit of everything. Um, but as you grow, you can actually delegate and divide responsibilities. And so increasingly, we've been trying to, to foster that culture of accountability and ownership uh, where responsibilities are clearly set um, so that people know what they need to do. And then we just let the smart people solve the problem statement. Um, uh, but also creating a culture of ownership where, you know, occasionally if the problem goes beyond your, your specific responsibilities, everybody's happy to lend a helping hand to, to, to wherever is required. Really good point. So uh, out of those, uh, because you, you've mentioned a lot that, that you're uh, really keen on and, and really proud, but what would you say are you the proudest of uh, about GetGround? Yeah, this this might seem a bit generic, but uh, but honestly, you know, even even last night I was thinking about it. Um, uh, the times I, I really get that that feeling of pride are you know when I when I sit in a meeting with all the amazing people we have at GetGround, uh, and, and I just get so impressed by by the caliber of people we've brought in. You know, people who are incredibly capable, uh, also incredibly down to earth, um, incredibly positive and constructive. Uh, I think that's amazing. Um, in addition to just the people, I think we've also uh, built better 
better and better processes. So you know, it's constant improvement. We're always getting better. Um, but to see that ship operating effectively is really, really quite something to witness. Honestly, no, no, I completely agree. It has changed a lot since we we first uh, met. So that was about a year and a half ago now. Yeah, uh, but uh, but no, no, we've grown, and all the people we've hired, I'm I'm really glad we're working with them because they're indeed really really smart. Um, Next question, what would you say uh, was the biggest challenge that you've overcome uh, at Get Grown, so since you founded it? Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that saying that starting a company is like uh, chewing on broken glass and staring into the abyss. Uh, and it really feels like that. You know, it's really, really hard. Um, there, there's often a lot of pain in addition to, to all the reward. Uh, and, um, you know, one day you think you're going to conquer the world and uh, the next day you're worrying about your survival. Um, and so I think, you know, the, the challenges just keep coming, honestly. Um, and if anything, uh, my biggest lesson has just been one of resilience is, um, you know, there are always trade offs um, there are always setbacks and you just need to you know keep your head up and, and keep going keep swimming with the amazing people around you um, and just keep at it following on what was your uh, so biggest challenge uh, looking back of already so the few years that get Run existed uh, what would you say was your biggest mistakes and uh, biggest mistake sorry and what did you learn from that experience yeah so you know this is a, this is a really interesting one um, and, and something I reflected a lot upon um, I think it's been changing gear from super early days to sort of mid uh, mid days uh, so you know in the early days it's it's absolute war um, and you know it's just you and your co-founder You're, you're working 20 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, you know, we, we didn't have uh, salaries for a big part of the time. You, your savings are just getting, uh, you know, more and more negative. Um, and so, you know, that, that requires a slightly different mindset to when you have a larger team in terms of the intensity. Um, and, and so that's one thing I learned is that, you know, you can't always be that intense. Uh, you know, sometimes you just need to um, take a step back, look at things in a, in a more uh, measured way, take more time to respond to things. Uh, and, and that works a lot better in a larger organization. So, so that shift was a, was a great learning lesson for me. Looking at the future, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge that ahead of us, uh, and most specifically you, and that you're very excited to, to tackle next? Yeah, so if you think about um, our, our engineering challenges, um, we, we have a good scale and an increasing scale, uh, but we're not a consumer, direct consumer business um, at the moment. And so, uh, you know, we're not looking at millions of transactions per minute, etc. Our, our biggest challenge is really one that I actually prefer, which is one of complexity. Um, we do so many things. Uh, we are a company formation agent, uh, and we do all the programmatic web filing for our companies. Uh, we let our customers sign documents in the app with a cryptographically secure audit trail for all signatures. We provide customers with an e-wallet similar to Revolut and currency exchange similar to TransferWise. We do cheap accounts for our customers at scale, so similar to QuickBooks, and we're building a marketplace on top of all of this. Um, and so, you know, it's quite amazing that we've been able to achieve that with less than a dozen engineers. Um, and the way we've done that is through ruthless um, uh, attacking of complexity. Uh, so we really think hard about designing our systems and our abstractions. Uh, and so I think you know, that, that continues to be one of our biggest challenges ongoing is how do we design the systems in an intelligent way such that abstractions, interfaces are orthogonal to, orthogonal to each other, they're composable, uh, uh, so that we can continue to have you know, only a, a, a small 
number of engineers relative to all that is that we're accomplishing. Uh, in terms of the product itself, I'm, I'm really excited in the coming 12 months for building an embedded services marketplace. So that means that our customers uh, can you know, purchase insurance, maybe things like furniture, um, state agents, uh, all, all to be, to be uh, confirmed. Um, I'm looking forward to all the data that we're going to build into our systems. You know, I, I historically uh, was a data scientist, so this is close to my heart. And I'm looking forward to our customers getting more transparency on how their properties are doing relative to the market, where they should invest next, what their rental year yields are like. I think there's so much opportunity there, both from a product and engineering perspective. Um, and then eventually, you know, building that marketplace, making that dream come true, um, and, you know, maybe expanding geographies at some point in the future. So, you know, there's, there's so much ton, which is why, um, you know, I'm here uh, and really loving the ride. So if you could go back and give your 18 years old self one piece of advice, uh, what would it be? Yeah, that's that's a really interesting one. You know, so, sometimes I wonder, can you know, can you really give advice through words uh, to your 18 year old self, or you know, did you really have to live it? Um, I'm, I'm still not sure about that one. Um, I suppose I, I'd give myself uh, two main uh, pieces of advice. Um, the first would be uh, shortcuts can slow you down. Uh, take your time with things. Um, you know, if, if you ask my mom, I, I actually started running before I started walking. So as a kid, I'd run, fall down, run, fall down. And uh, I actually think that, you know, that can be counterproductive. So, you know, learning to just take my time. Uh, and I think that would have had direct consequences with me perhaps finding uh, some of the conclusions I, I, I reached um, a bit faster. Um, another one I would say is ask for advice from folks who are ahead of you, you know. Um, uh, we're all on a journey and many people have done the journey before. Uh, and so, you know, we should learn from people who, who are five, 10 years ahead of us. Um, and, you know, I wish I'd done that from an early age. I, I, I would have, uh, I would have uh, saved myself a lot of uh, many lessons, but, um, but nonetheless, the journey, journey is fun too. Uh, interesting answer. I would just have gone with buying Ethereum or, or Bitcoin. <laughs> When I was 18 years old, that would have been, yeah, a very smart move. Um, thanks a lot, Ms. Rab. So to conclude uh, with the, those questions, uh, two questions to finish for you, Ms. Rab. Uh, what's the best podcast you've listened to recently? Any recommendation you have for us? Yeah, so I, I'm sorry. I, I, feel, I feel really old and lame here. I, 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 um, I don't listen to podcasts. I still... Uh, Uh, read um, this thing. I don't know if you know it, Pierre. It's it's a book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I still um, I still read books. I, I read a lot. I well, you know, relative to my past self, I guess many people read more than me. But um, but I read a lot. Um, uh, and so I, I I've been reading um, uh, a book by Hamming, who's a scientist on on engineering. Um, I I read the Dream Machine on the history of innovation in Silicon Valley. Um, I've also been learning lots of stuff. I I, I love learning. Um, I wake up in the morning. Mornings and uh, I've been doing a lot of physics these days, um, just because that was one of my regrets in life is uh, not really understanding how the natural world works. And, and I think that you know, even if one never becomes a physicist, it's uh, it, it's nice to have those mental models, and you can apply them to whatever you're doing, including a startup and and programming in the daytime. Um, and so, uh, and so, you know, um, I'd highly recommend this physics book by uh, Shankar at Yale University um, for those who. Who, who never did much physics before and want to pick up uh, the basics, but at a decent level. 
All right. Yeah, definitely. I would accept those two as a good recommendation. <laughs> uh, and last question before we, we say goodbye. What's your favorite productivity hack uh, that you can think of? So maybe the one that has the biggest impact on your day-to-day uh, -day work or even your personal life? Yeah, so this one is uh, hands down um, uh, a pr the best productivity hack, but also, you know, on honestly, the first advice I'd give anyone, especially a young person, is wake up early. Um, just wake up really, really early. You know, um, slightly before the sun rises, at least. Uh, I think uh, it po positively affects your mood, makes your day better, gives you time to yourself before before you head into the bustle of the day. Um, you know, helps you do more in the morning, um, do those things just for yourself. And and so I I, I really recommend uh, waking up early. I know it's hard. I, I don't always do it myself. Uh, I, I have phases um, that are better than others. Uh, but you know, um, I think it's by far the biggest positive uh, factor in life. Perfect. Well, thanks, Miss Rapp. That's the end of my questions. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And I will see you next time. Uh, Miss Rapp, I leave you with the last word uh, before we close this podcast. Uh, thanks for, so much for having me. It was, uh, it was good fun. Uh, I'm here with the pro, Pierre Ferré-Ferrand. Um, and, uh, and yeah, if, um, if you're interested in learning more about uh, how we work at GetGround or the things we do, uh, we're always looking for amazing people who want to join the mission. Um, you know, incredibly capable people, incredible down-to-earth people who want to work in a no BS environment. So thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Ms. Rab. See you, everyone. Bye.